Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Mark Jirik, director of the Northern Crops Institute. Mark, let's begin by having you provide an overview of the Northern Crops Institute, who it's comprised of, and and really the mission of it. The Northern Crops Institute, we're actually celebrating 40 years this year, um, and our mission is to support growing markets for crops grown in Minnesota, Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Um, We're governed by the Northern Crops Council, which is made up of growers and business leaders um, from the four-state region. And, and really, a lot of our work focuses on, on doing exactly what our mission says. It's about growing markets. Um, and and an, an example of that is making sure we focus on quality and, and we're telling the story of the region and, and why crops grown in this region um, should be attractive to, to the global buyer. As far as some partnerships and collaboration amongst commodity groups, Obviously, we're, we're speaking today on behalf of the Minnesota corn growers. How important is it to have relationships like that? You know, th- those relationships, even f- right from our founding, um, it was, it's critical to our success. Um, so we are based on the campus of NDSU in Fargo, North Dakota. If you look back in history, um, this, this region was known for its, its wheat and barley. Um, and, and as corn and soybeans have, have continued to grow farther north and farther west, that partnership with with the wheat groups, with the soybean groups, and with the corn groups across all four states, um, making sure that that we are we're on the right track, we're on the right message, um, but also we're fortunate um, those growers invest their checkoff dollars here, and and we believe it's a very wise investment. When when you look at people that have attended our um, our short courses, so so for the last forty years we've been conducting short courses. Um, really focusing on on buying commodities, buying buying ingredients from this part of the world, um, from the four state region. We conducted a survey looking at people that attended our courses in 2018-19, and as a result of our courses, um, 97% had a better understanding of U.S. quality, 99% had a better understanding of the supply chain, and 51% um, made purchases based on what they learned in our courses. And I think that's a, a good transition here as you think about this this network that's been developed as we now will take some time to unpack a study that's been done in partnership with Minnesota Corn, North Dakota Corn, the U.S. Grains Council, and of course the Northern Crops Institute. Uh, it's a, a feed study, I think would be one way of sort of introducing it, Mark, but but give us all an idea of, of what this study is all about. Absolutely. Um, so, so we, we, in a typical year, in a non-pandemic year, we bring in groups of people from around the world, um, to, to, for generally for short courses, but we also, we also work with commodity groups on hosting trade teams. Um, and one of the common complaints is when, when those foreign buyers, um, visit a farm that they'll look at the corn in the bin and say, this is the corn that I want. Um, and, and there's usually some, some comments about, um, the U.S. corn doesn't look the same as the corn they get from Argentina or Brazil or Ukraine, and and really, we want to we want to try and and change the narrative. Um, so there is this perception about the U.S. quality, 
Um, and it was in a conversation with U.S. Grains Council where, where the, it was, you know, how do we, how do we turn the tables a bit? Um, and we said, you know, part of it might be the varieties that we grow in the U.S. versus other parts of the world. Um, and, and let's start doing some, some comparison. Um, so with the help of, of Minnesota and North Dakota corn and the U.S. Grains Council, um, we, we imported corn, um, actually Ukrainian, Brazilian and, and re-imported corn um, that was originally shipped from the U.S. Um, so it was, it was put in a container and shipped back from Columbia to the U.S. Um, we have a feed mill here in Fargo on the campus of NDSU. Um, we unloaded that container and, and we're doing a, a milling study at NDSU or on, at our feed mill here on the campus of NDSU just to see the electric, uh, the, the use of electricity in, in doing the milling and pelleting, um, and also doing some pelleting quality studies. Um, just to find out, right, how does that corn look and how does that corn perform versus versus those other origins? Um, and how do we, at at uh, at a minimum, show to the global buyer that that uh, that there is no difference in that quality when it arrives? Um, number one, number two, right? The hope is that that we can actually show show some advantage. Um, and then we're working with SDSU and and auburn to do some feeding trials on that corn as well and again just to find out if there if there are differences and hopefully turn something that uh that, that a buyer might say is is a detriment how do we turn it at a minimum make sure that we're on on the same playing field but but the hope is that we can actually show, show some advantages for the u.s farmer and and uh, prove prove the value that we produce this sounds like a, a very comprehensive study what sort of a timetable are you working within as far as you know uh, feeding and using the the corn from the U.S. and, and the competing countries, uh, getting the results that you think are are adequate enough to to really kind of back up the claims and then release those findings to the public? You, you know, we are we're actually right in the middle of it right now. Um, so so SDSU is working on those. We've we've done the milling. I mean, we're compiling that data and, and SDSU and Auburn are, are gearing up for the feeding trials. So our hope would be by the end of the summer, we would, we would have those final results. How will the, the findings of this study help in those conversations with foreign buyers? You know, a lot of it is going to be um, telling the story and, and having the data behind it where when they look at the corn in the bin and say, why can't I get this corn? Being able to say, well, you are getting this corn, um, Right. And, and part of the nature of it is it does break up in transit. Um, and the hope is that we'll be able to say when you look at electrical usage in your mill, when you look at the pelleting quality, when you look at at the feeding efficiencies, um, it, it like I said, at a minimum, it either doesn't. Right. It, it is not a disadvantage. And our hope is that we'll be able to turn that around and say it's actually an advantage. Anything else about this research or the work of the Northern Crops Institute in general that you want to make sure we talk about? You know, I think part of it is just, just a thanks to the growers in, in the region for supporting us for 40 years. Um, we, we believe, we believe that, that, uh, that we are telling the story about the quality of the crops that we grow and that we are increasing markets for growers, both overseas as well as domestically. Um, so I think that's number one and right that, that thanks. And number two, um, Come on up and see us, right? We, I, it, uh, I know with the pandemic it's difficult, but uh, but there is there is a lot of good work being done here. Um, we appreciate the collaboration that we have both 
right right here at NDSU, but also with the U of M and SDSU, Montana State, um, and and our four partner states. So so come on up and take a look. Um, we do a number of webinars. We do a number of of, uh, of come and see events for growers as well. So so uh, check out our website www.northern-crops.com. To learn more, visit mncorn.org.